Well, as I've been uh, mentioning this morning, Paul, all of Melbourne is behind South Australia's gather round, provided that St Kilda Collingwood game is played in Melbourne. But <laughs> one man who I'm sure uh, sees the bigger picture is heading to Adelaide himself, and it's John Ralph. How are you, John? Hello, gentlemen. I'm just outside the Virgin Lounge. Now, not the Virgin Lounge. Sorry, I've never been in the lounge in my <laughs> life. I'm just outside the um, yeah the check-in there, boys. Um, I'm a big deal in Adelaide. I, 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 probably Gil will, will take me to my airport, I think, or Peter Malinaskis, the Premier, but it's going to be... Uh, I think it actually is going to be legitimately uh, great, despite all the absolute gibberish and nonsense <laughs> from people who would suggest that we should move games back. At the same time, Collingwood might think even of spending a couple of... or getting a couple of million bucks to, to move a game uh, somewhere else. Um, look, the Ticket sales are massive. There are huge sellouts. Um, there's genuine vibe around uh, the Adelaide streets, I hear, and I'll hopefully see that firsthand in the next couple of hours. I mean, it's just a blatant rip-off of the magic round, but that's what the AFL does well. They <laughs> find a concept that's not there. They spark up a bidding war between Brisbane and Sydney and Adelaide, and then they just sell the hell out of it. And it is a hardcore press, and I think it will work. And the only real question is, yeah, yeah, how successful? And then, you know, how much money they can get from the next state if it is that, um, that they take it on the road or potentially have it in Adelaide for a couple of years before they move it on again. Ralph, we were just talking earlier. The only difference really with Magic Round is because Rugby League is a shorter game, you can play every, every game over the weekend at the one stadium. AFL goes for a lot longer, so you've got to spread it round. And we're talking about Mount Barker last night where the Lions will be playing North Melbourne. It looks absolutely sensational. Yeah, it's extraordinary to think of the investment that they've put into it. And that's what I mean by that hardcore press from the AFL. You know, they've, they've put a media centre up there. They've got, you know, temporary uh, seating. Um, you, know, you look, even look at Norwood, you know, I was reading about, you know, Simeon's um, story in, in the Adelaide Advertiser. They've put a whole new light structure in there. So that'll be a little bit of a legacy project. It's not like an Olympics putting in seven stadiums. But I think all you really need is, is two venues. And so whether that's Sydney next year or whether that's, you know, potentially at Metricon and, you know, you could even probably play a game at Brighton Homes there, obviously, with the Gabba as well. So, yeah, so they've done it well. Um, I hope that there is some, some lasting benefit to them. It's probably pretty expensive for the, um, for the Adelaide community. Probably cost them 20 million bucks. But they've got that major events fund, which is also funding the Live Golf Tournament, you know, a, a couple of weeks mm-hmm. subsequent to it. Um, and I just think they've hit that perfect sweet spot where people are keen to travel within reason. So a lot of people are, are driving across the border from various states. And, and where people are keen to get to events again. And I think this certainly will be an event um, with everything the AFL is pushing into it. We'll get to the uh, on-field action in just a minute, uh, Ralphie. But off-field, the tribunal news uh, overnight. Uh, Tom Lynch, Harry Mackay and some uh, suspensions or for the tackles. Uh, what did you make of it all? Uh, I, I thought Harry Mackay was a little bit uh, lucky there. So he um, hit um, uh, Harry Sheasel of North Melbourne. It was a, a forearm shunt that basically slid off his shoulder uh, and then clattered into the head of, of the North Melbourne uh, midfielder. I reckon in that situation, you don't really deserve the benefit of the doubt. Now, I think most of the contact was with his head. His um, advocate was able to claim that, or able to prove, as it was, that the initial contact was to the shoulder. Um, uh, uh, so, so he's lucky. I think Tom Lynch, uh, it was really great that that case went to the tribunal, not because it wasted his time on a Tuesday night, but because it gave us a little bit of a precedent. You know, it was a marking contest where he misjudged his leap. Uh, he turned sideways to protect himself or potentially to hip and shoulder Alex Keith, who got suspended. And so I think we were able to get his testimony. We were able to get the testimony of the Richmond advocate. And, of course, the AFL um, uh, lawyer pushed his case as well. But what they said, in, in his, as they said, clear and cogent um, uh, testimony was that he didn't have his eyes on the player. He had his eyes on the ball at the, at the last 
second he moved his body to protect himself and brace, as you should, because you can you can um, injure yourself. And they let him off. So, you know, I think the judiciary worked as it, as it should in these cases. In that they went to the tribunal. McKay was lucky. But, yeah, I think Lynch, if not establishing a test case, showed that, you know, in those market contests, there are just going to be football accidents. Mm. I thought the uh, the Tom Lynch one, was, it, it was an intriguing one because I know uh, uh, Damien Harbour wasn't very happy with Fox Sports about it because he was saying you guys were highlighting and he didn't think there was any need. But... You do have to contest the football, and sometimes when a ball is floating, Ralph, you can misjudge it and get it wrong and then find yourself sort of a metre out of position, and that's what I thought happened with Lynch. Yeah, and look, I was uh, was having looked at that incident. I looked at incidents across the weekend where forwards just misjudged the ball. I mean, Harry Petty in the Melbourne, in the uh, goal square in that Sunday afternoon game, and the ball just came in, just floated perfectly, a lovely drop punt, and he missed the ball, like, by five metres. You know, he just couldn't have been further off it now. Some would say Tom Lynch doesn't often, you know, misjudge the ball in flight. But um, I suppose you would ask yourself, if you did misjudge the ball and then you saw Alex Keith coming in from the opposite angle, coming towards you, what would you do in the situation? I would turn and brace. Now, Lynch probably has a track record that shows that at times he's, you know, he's decided to to run through players and he's and he's certainly been guilty of a lot of incidents that haven't seen him suspended when he should have been. But in this specific case, yeah, I mean... Uh, I know there are people out there who will say, oh, well, well, the, the, the player was concussed, so he must be suspended. I, I still think there has to be a, a place for football accidents on the field. Uh, otherwise, we just we, we abandon all contact and of all marking contests because someone might be concussed in them. You know, as the AFL is saying in its own defence uh, of concussion lawsuits, there is in, an inherent risk in the game. We need to try and minimise it, but, but accidents will happen in football-related incidents. Ralphie, just on the the uh, magic round up here, Brisbane got it for a period of time, two or three years, and uh, obviously a spirited bidding war to keep it. Uh, what do you think they'll do with the magic round? Do you think they'll keep it in Adelaide for a little while and uh, then put it out to the market, or straight away will it go to market? Oh, I think they'll um, they will definitely throw it to the market just so they can retain that price. Now, if it is that it sells out, as as most of the games will, maybe they'll up their price. But I just think the AFL so, um, this might sound silly, but having spoken to a few of them, because the AFL does try and gouge you know, everyone and monetise every event, I think they're really conscious of the fact that airfares um, are so expensive right now. Mm. So, so I'm sure that, that Perth would throw up a you know, significant number for it. But you know, the, the fact that 60,000 of those 180,000 tickets have come from interstate, a lot of those people will, will still travel with families you know, across the border, mm. whether it's a train or a bus or whatever it might be, or even a, just driving in a convoy. So, so I think my best guess is I have it at Adelaide next year after, you know, having not quite, you know, conceded that throughout the year to try and get the money up. And then I think they might go to, say, a Sydney um, or maybe a Brisbane. You know, um, the, the, the question will be, as soon as you lose the hype, as soon as you go to Sydney and, you know, one of the games sells out and the rest of them are just OK, mm. well, you know, you lose the capacity for a bidding war. So I, mm. think, I think it's very likely Adelaide will have it again next year. Well, I hope so, Ralphie, because I think Magic Round works here in a rugby league state, and that's why I think Gather Round has to be in an AFL state, and that's why I think South Australia is the perfect place for it. Yeah, because we're asking for, you know, people from Adelaide and, you know, call it expats, to, to, to go to games which are not their own for, for the for the, potential, for the for the hype of it all. Whereas if you had a, a game in Western Sydney, are you really expecting the people of Parramatta to get excited about, you know, Port Adelaide, Brisbane, as much as, you know, those of us in, in football-related states would? I just don't think that's going to happen. And so, yeah, if you have 4,000 at a... 30,000 um, stadium capacity stadium, 
all of a sudden the hype dissipates and that's not what we're having here. We're having all of those crowds basically at capacity even if some of those venues are a little bit limited in terms of their sizes. And you know we see Andrew the uh, the day night test from the Adelaide Oval mm. each year which is the pink ball test and we always talk about look at the crowd out the back of the Adelaide Oval. It's a big <laughs> festival <laughs> and that's what's important Ralphie. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it's about reading the room, guys. I, I went to Adelaide Oval for a sponsor's announcement. Whenever it, whenever it kicked off, was it six, eight years ago? They said, do you want to go in and see this new stadium we've got there? It's all bells and whistles. I said, nah, it's just a stadium. And then, of course, you know, Port Adelaide, never tear us apart. You know, the NXS songs. It's one of the great stadiums that we have in this country. And, and I missed the mark. So I'm so excited to be there for Adelaide Carlton. And just, you know, I mean, the AFL, they are just so lucky. I mean, if, if Port Adelaide had lost, you know, mm. that remarkable contest at the SCG there, well, they're one and three, and we're thinking about second Ken Hinckley. And then Adelaide, of course, you know, an outstanding performance for probably the first time in four years they're up and about. And so both those teams are, um, you know, have, have um, blood running through their veins. Both those teams are hopeful of knocking off, you know, strong interstate opponents. You know, the, the AFL, you know, with it, they, sometimes they're just smart, but sometimes they're just extraordinarily lucky, lucky because that will build a, a real bit of hype this week as well. Yeah, I was about to say, Ralph, everyone's attention is on to the last game of Gather Round, Collingwood and St Kilda, but the first one's shaping up as uh, quite a tasty uh, event between uh, Adelaide and Carlton. Um, are you convinced about Adelaide or you need some further evidence? Oh, I think their best players still need to play exceptional football for them to compete. And right now that's our Isaac Rankin, the, the former Gold Coast um, recruit. You know, it's Jordan Dawson, their captain, who people were thinking, is Jordan Dawson really captain material? And he's come out, you know, beautiful left foot. They've injected him into the midfield. He's kicking the ball beautifully, kicking goals. And so I still think they're that, that team that have, you know, let's call it four match winners who all need to absolutely perform to be competitive. Carlton's probably got eight or ten of those, you know, blue blood potential mm. All-Australians. But... Um, Adelaide last year played a you know hard tackling style. They were pretty dour, you know. If they out tackled a team like Carlton as they did uh, at Adelaide Oval, they were able to um, beat them on the day. But right now, I think what they're doing is sustainable. You know, I love what Matthew Nix has done to bring in a lot of kids. They've poached a few players really strategically. I've got Josh Rochelle, who of course is the young Victorian star, who he, he threatened a backflip. He said at once, at some stage or other, as a former soccer player, when I kick a goal, I'll kick it back. I'll, I'll um, pull off a backflip. Now we saw Fredericks from Fremantle do that. So I just reckon this week might be the week if he could do something exceptional. Wouldn't that be some kind of way to uh, kick a goal and then celebrate um, his first gather round goal? <laughs> Ralphie, we had Danny Daly on the show yesterday. He was talking about the schedule for the Lions this weekend. Not only are they going there and they'll be training, open training session, but then the players will split into groups and some are heading to various parts of regional South Australia doing all sorts of clinics. So it's fantastic there. I just saw your colleague Drew Jones there for Fox Footy. And he's stay, standing uh, next to the bar at Howard Vineyard. <laughs> uh, I don't know what community service Drew is covering there uh, for Fox Footy. I hope you're uh, you're not doing the same thing on your way to Adelaide, are you? Uh, well, it's very early, but um, <laughs> I'm sure I'll find a way over. Now, th- this is this is what happens when you have kids. My wife says you need to go and see the giant panda at the Adelaide Zoo. Oh, you reckon yeah. if I've got four straight hours, four spare hours, I'll be heading down to the Adelaide Zoo to take some selfies with the panda, or I'll be straight to the drip tray there for whatever $6 bottle of uh, wine there is. Don't worry about the good stuff, boys. I'm into the swill. <laughs> good on you, Ralphie. It's always a pleasure, mate. Listen, we're very excited about Gather Round. Hope it's a success. You enjoy yourself, and look forward to talking to you next week and getting a full report. Thanks, guys. Always appreciate it.